podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Trample Bed podcast for the weekend of Saturday, August 27th, 2022. I'm your host, Andy Vaughn, and with me, as always, is, well, this week, an incredibly happy Gordo. How are you doing, Gordo? Never been better. Looking forward to all of the recap and the discussion. Ah, that's why you looked so happy. It was based on the actual podcast. I thought you were just uh, pulling a funny face for me doing the introduction. No, I mean, I, I do that. Oh, that trying that's to what you look like. So. That's what you look like when you went four out of four. I've just never seen it before. Well, that's it. Yeah, it's unusual. <laughs> Amazing. We'll get to the recap soon, but let's introduce uh, our guest from last week. Y'all know him, Mr. Dave Greenfield. How you doing, Dave? Yeah, not bad, guys. Thank you. Uh, congratulations, Gorda. I can't believe people doubted you last week. You I pins. can't believe that. I can't believe... I was, you know, I was just, this is a slight sidebar in the intro. I was just playing golf with my brother who listens to the podcast every week. And he was like, I can't believe the worst fucking bit you've ever got to the podcast came in. He was like, there was no reasoning and you don't deserve it. Great. That's like, good good that's, to be on site. That's your eight out of 10 luck factor that we were talking about last week. You know, that's, you know, you, you pull one of them, no reasonings. And of course it sails in. Um, let, let's get to it then and recap quickly how we got on last week. Um, my banker, oh, horrible again. I, I backed Rangers away at Hibs, and they were two one up until a, a stoppage time Hibs equaliser, and the game ended two each. I think Rangers ended up with nine men as well. Like it was just a a, a bit of carnage there. But once again, Hibs scoring deep into stoppage time to get a draw has bust one of my weekly selections. Man, I hate Rangers. Hibs. Your your bogey banker team, man. They just. They, I think that's a couple of times they've been in the banker slot and they've lost for you. Like you don't lose many bankers oh, oh, so over the course of them. over yeah. the course of like five years. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's I think that's the second time they've done it. But it was the nature of it and the fact it was Hibs and the fact it was like late in the game in stoppage time again. Um, it didn't even get an early early payout because they were never two 0 up either. Which you know that would have been fine. I, I don't mind seeing a Rangers game end in a draw if they're you know if I'm paid out already. Not exactly a fan. Um, so, yeah, not a good start for, for me this week on the Bankers. G-Man. Easy banker for me. Um, it was the last, I think, one of the last games that kicked off. This was Napoli versus Monza, and I was really all, I mean, I am pro-Napoli now for for hopefully winning the league uh, in Italy. Um, they won 4-0. The boy I was talking about scored two. Um, Kvarach Kalia, I think the guy's name is. He's a... He's a, a a Georgian national, but he, uh, twenty-two-year-old, they signed from like some Georgian team and straight into the first team and banged in. Like his first couple of weeks, he's been scoring, so one to watch out for. But a four-nil win, no, uh, it's paid out after forty-five minutes. So good result in there. And uh, Dave, what about you? Yeah, so my banker was a, a loser this week. Uh, was surprised one really, but it was a uh, Bonnie Rig against Albion Rovers and. Uh, Bonnie Rig ended up losing this game 2-0. Uh, so Albion had won all season, but uh, they managed to get 2-0 away. Uh, uh, you know, uh, took the, there was no goal in the 22nd minute they put Albion in the lead and then Bonnie Rig couldn't get back into the game and uh, they completed the score on the 85th minute. You don't really get much uh, stats on flash score for Scottish League 2, so I can't, can't really tell you if uh, Pony Rig bust the game or not, or Albion did, but, you know, no, 2-0 win there for Albion, so we're lucky this week with the bankers. Uh, so, I mean, losing two of them, I guess, is actually okay. We don't, we very rarely lose banker bets, so losing two in the same week is actually fine because I put them on as a treble, so hopefully that's out of the way. You know, if we lose one, we might as well lose two. But well done, Gordon. Solid start for you this week. Uh, my value pick wasn't much better, unfortunately. Um, in the Japanese J League, had Kashima away at Shonen. Better than evens. It just seems like such a good price. Uh, the game ended one all. They had the lead, but of course they conceded an equaliser. Um, not as late as Rangers did. This was 15 minutes from time. But still, annoying to have had the lead again and to, to have ended up with a, a game that finished in a draw. We then roll the dice onto my pick where I get the complete opposite of Andy. This was a Gersunia Spore versus Kaisen Passa. And in the 90th minute, 1-0 winner for Gersunia Spore. 
uh, and Riyad Basic um, or Basic um, is was the saviour that I was looking for there. I know that some of the guys had backed it in the group as well. So well done, Martin, for for stringing together some of the picks that you know the, the winners in the group. It's nice to it's nice to see that. But um, yeah, uh, a one 0 win based on nine, a ninetieth minute goal is you know one notification all, all I need. That's what the podcast is for. It's for uh, listening along and then seeing what you like as a listener and and picking the best from the smorgasbord of of stuff we put out there. Um, I've backed so yeah, them before, we, we, I'm sure. <laughs> the, 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 the Swedish week, third league. I yeah. Are, yeah, they they were playing against uh, I think Jurgarden a couple of weeks ago in the cup. Um, Dave, <laughs> what do you winner. have then? <laughs> yeah, so uh, this is uh, my best pick of the week, and this is a uh, Shrewsbury home to Ipswich, and I like Ipswich, and uh, Ipswich won this game quite comfortably, three uh, nil. One up through to the half time. Uh, Chaplin made it 2 0 in the 52nd minute, so he was paid out by then. And then Caden Jackson completed the scoring. But uh, you do get some stats from a uh, flash goal for League One. And the best one I found was uh, Ipswich had uh, Ipswich actually completed 459 passes from 559 attempted passes, which I thought was, was great. They, they absolutely bossed it. Uh, I think that that definitely, you know, wants to watch out for the title this year. Hopefully, they can string it together. They 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 love a strong start, don't they? They love it. <laughs> yeah, um, great pick though. Three 0 win yeah. on the value slot. Great. Well done, boys. Two out of three on the value picks for the show moves us on to the outsiders. And mine was in the German Bundesliga. Five to two for a home win for Union Berlin against Leipzig. And if you'd backed that, you would have been paid out as a winner after just 38 minutes when Union went 2-0 up. Um, They ended up winning the game anyway, so it came good at all bookies. Uh, Union Berlin 2, RB Leipzig 1, 5-2 for a home win there. It just seemed ridiculous odds. I like Um, that that pick last Yeah, you did. You said that last week. Uh, You you did say you liked it. I obviously liked it. Um, So, yeah, great result. 5-2 winner. And Union will be good this season. I mean, they were only one point behind Leipzig after all of last season, there's no reason they should be five to two underdogs at home. They're the complete opposite of Leipzig as well. They don't play raking, these like long, expansive football. They play very mm. narrow. They 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 score from uh, set pieces. They keep it tight. Like they're, you know, if you if you put those teams against each other as well, they don't. They're not going to concede lots of goals. To, might concede lots of goals to Bayern Munich, but they're not going to do it to Leipzig, especially when they are lost half the guys. They are also the exact opposite of clubs in terms of ethos. Yeah, that's it. An age U- Union imagine. fans hate everything about Red Bull Leipzig and the corporateness of them. So, yeah, a good battle, but a good win for us. I got my outsider in. Uh, not comfortably. This was uh, Laval versus FC Mets, and I fancied that as a, a draw. It was 2-0 to Mets, 24 minutes in. It then was 1-2. I thought, great, they're back into this. Then 3-1 to Mets. Then Mets got them himself a, a, a wee man sent off, which which really helped us out. Two goals from uh, Laval brought it back to three each. Mets got another man sent off, and then the game ended. Uh, so 11-5, depends uh, where you got it. But I was, myself and Andy were, were sitting as this was coming in, and I'd had quite a good day already. And you get a feeling that I was like, this is just going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's it's coming in, and it did. That's, so that's the exact opposite. I get the feeling when my team like three 0 up that they're somehow they're somehow going to throw it away, and of course they do it, man. To live your life, Gordon. <laughs> it is a it is excellent. So that was a it was a a really good result for the outsider there. But I think the most unjust pick of the week is the one coming up. So Dave, what were your outsider? Yeah, sadly we couldn't get that uh, treble in. We came close. Uh, yeah, so it was Everton against Forest. And uh, I like Forrest at three to one. Game ended up finishing one one, but Forrest took the lead in the eighty first minute through Brennan Johnson. And uh I'm there thinking it's coming in. It's gonna be a great uh great one this is gonna be. And then they just couldn't hold down. Damari Gray got the equalizer in the eighty eight. It's a pretty even game by all accounts and the highlights I've seen. Uh Forrest just about shady possession, but yeah, like I said last week, I, I I don't think many teams should be three to one going away to Everton. Just yeah. 
No. It's a, a good that. pick. It's a good pick, and you're definitely on the right side of it. Just unfortunate they didn't hold on. Because an outsider treble is serious money <laughs> for me. Um, backing it as a Trixie. So I still got a good return with, with two out of three. But, oh, so close to the three out of three. Three really good picks this week in the outsider column. And that takes us on to the charity treble. And um, I picked a very early game. It was, it was Friday morning uh, in the Japanese J-League for Nagoya against Jubilo Iwata. And Nagoya scored after 20 minutes and then just saw the game out 1-0. So the first leg sailed in. Uh, leg two? Well, actually, technically leg three was mine. But, but leg... Do you want to go last? Yeah, you go. I'll, you go, Dave. How, how was your pick? Uh, yeah, so sadly, uh, my pick was a loser, but it was, uh, it was Reading against Middlesbrough, and I like Middlesbrough. Uh, Reading ended up winning this game 1-0. Took the lead on the 28th minute, and uh, Borough just, just couldn't, I don't know what's going on, they just can't score. Uh, they had 73% possession, 60 dangerous attacks, 16 attempts, but only three on target. I um, think I'm going to stay away from them for a while. I did, I did have a look um, yesterday to see what odds there were for the title because I thought they've dropped a bit. I might back them again because I think they are going to come good. But they're still only 10 to 1 for the title. So I think people, they're obviously still fancied, but I think they're just going to find the best formation, the best team. But yeah. They'll come good. But I think we'll, uh, we'll leave them alone for a few weeks until they've settled. We'll let the let them let them work themselves back into the, the, the podcast. Maybe maybe in a couple of weeks when you're back on, Dave, you can you can will be good by then. And then oh, Charity was dead, but I had uh, I had my pick that caused quite a lot of conjecture last week uh, for good reason. Heidenheim versus Bielefeld, and uh, I fancied this game as a draw despite all of the uh, available data pointing to the awards a comfortable Heidenheim win. But you get a feeling sometimes that uh, that that this was going to be. A draw, and I did. I really liked this game as a draw. Heidenheim were all over Bielefeld. They had 65% of possession, 16 shots to six, six shots on goal to one shot on goal for, for uh, Bielefeld. Uh, one each draw, and it, it could have worked out better for us as well because there was a goal disallowed in this game. There was a red card that meant that Bielefeld had to sit in and stop trying to attack. It just it, it all came good. So three to one. Draw in there in the the uh, the the charity slot didn't even wasn't the killer and I'll be backing it this week because it wasn't even it, you know it's unjust. What a result! What a result! He's in there like some sort of nineteen twenties ex cop now turned private eye, following down a hunch because the hunch works better than actual evidence and boom there it was. Right throwing again. the book out the window. Don't That's it. Um, That's it. Got a gut feeling and it came in. Two out of three in the charity, so we were close again. Two out of three on outsiders. Two out of three on values. Almost a mega week, but congratulations to Gordon for doing the perfect four out of four. Well done, G-Man. That is uh, what it's all about. Second, I mean, it's the second four out of four of this season and we're four weeks in. So we're pretty good. All right. <laughs> like, that's, that's pretty damn good. So... Obviously, great, great to have you on, Dave. As the uh, I know, we'll, you'll obviously take us into the midsection. We'll talk about what you you back in Middlesbrough again this week. Um, uh, the the but uh, yeah, it's been fantastic to have you on. Thanks for starting our season again. Yeah, brilliant. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, cheers, Dave. We've got a new guest coming up after the break, and Gordon mentioned the middle section. Um, so that's something available on Patreon. So all of you listening on the normal podcast channel will hear an ad coming up soon. Um, whereas on Patreon, you get the video podcast and you hear us shooting the breeze about picks uh, that we perhaps looked at but didn't quite make the show. We'll introduce our new guest, the four of us. Dave will hang around. The four of us will um, talk football. And Dave, I presume you'll have some picks for this weekend that you will take us through in the middle section as well. Yeah, I've got a nice little travel for you. Lovely. So that's www.patreon.com forward slash trample bet or just search trample bet on the Patreon app. It's £5.50 a month. It gives something back to the show. We really appreciate it. You get the extra content. You get the video um, as soon as we upload it. And you also get a cheat sheet. That's all the picks written down for the week ahead. So you don't have to uh, sit with a notepad or try and remember. 
some of the uh, Japanese teams or, or Swedish teams that Gordon's hitting out with in the second half of the show. Right, Dave, thank you very much. Um, we, sh- we will be back after this short break with our new guest. Cheers. Welcome back and now on to the official picks for the weekend of Saturday, August 27th, 2022. But before we get on to that, Dave Greenfield, guest for the previous three shows, has exited the building and we have our new guest. Welcome back, Mr. Joey Slenzak. How are you doing, Joey? Good. How's it going, guys? I'm glad to be back. Good to have yeah, you back. We're, we're good. Dave uh, got a four out of four in one of his weeks. Gordon's just off a four out of four. It's all happening here. I, I'm just here to do the admin. Right. Yeah, so that means either me or you are going four for four this week, right? Yeah, four well, hey, pot- potentially. Let's get 12 out of 12. That's always the dream. See, when we do that okay. and tur- turn a fiver into 70 grand, that's it. We'll just stop. Get 400 new patrons overnight. <laughs> Never replicate just, it. We'll just, Come on! <laughs> that's how you go. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just stop. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's good to have you back, Joey. Um, you you know the format. You're you're a seasoned vet as far as the trampled bet goes. Um, so bankers, values, outsiders, one from each of us, and then a charity treble where ten pounds of our own money goes on a threefold one pick from each of us, and all the winnings should we win anything goes to a charity of our choosing that we announced the following week. So let's get us up and running with the banker bets. And my banker is Saturday morning, 10 a.m. UK time in the Japanese top flight, the J1 League for Nagoya Grampus versus Gamba Osaka. And the home win here, quite a high banker price of three to five. Um, so one, 1.6 on the, on the decimal. Nagoya, Comfortably mid-table, they're sitting in 10th place, 33 points from 25 matches played, but the bet really isn't on them. It's more against Gamba Osaka, who are joint bottom with 22 points from 25 games, and they're in horrendous form. They've only taken one point from their last five league matches. They travel really poorly, nine points gathered from 12 away matches all season. Their last seven away games have all been losses and it combines to an 18-4 scoreline in favour of their opponents. Um, Nagoya have won their last two home matches without conceding a goal um, and Nagoya also won this fixture 2-0 last season. So I just like everything about it. Uh, and okay, Nagoya aren't exactly setting the world alight, but the bet is against Gambo Zaka, who are, who are bad away from home and just bad in general. So the home win for Nagoya Grampus is 3-5. to five. Nice one. Well, I'll take us to a game that's that's maybe the last fixture of the, the whole weekend. Um, I know Joey was alluding to a Monday night fixture that he'd looked at uh, in the midsection. So almost. Almost. Um, that's the... Yeah, I see the, the Japanese logo that Andy's posted there. So, um, yeah, uh, I fancy Real Madrid away at Espanyol. And this is Sunday night. This is at uh, nine o'clock. And it's also being shown live on ITV4. They bought all the rights to the Spanish football this season. I watched Barcelona play at the weekend against, I think it was Real Sociedad. Really good coverage. Um, That's so- class. And then after it, you just keep the same channel on, you get an episode of Morse. No, no, no. It goes straight into the world is not enough. Um, <laughs> I actually went to the cinema to see that on Monday night with Incredible. Trampled Bet co-host Chris Kelly. Be the great yeah. time. I'm sure I'm sure you boys did. Um but anyway, so I'm I fancy Real Madrid here away at Espanyol. Uh Real Madrid started the season as they generally do, two wins from two, uh, those being over, you know, guys that generally put them to the sword a bit, Celta Vigo, four uh, one away from home. Uh and they beat uh, to start the season, they beat Almeria two one as well. So they've played two uh, away games in a row. I think there's something happening at their stadium just now. Um so they've got a third away game in a row. Uh, this is and it's on Sunday night. Espanyol have not started very well. They drew 2-2 with um, Celta Vigo and they lost to Real Vallecano 2-0 um, who aren't, you know, they were okay last season but both teams get a man sent off before any of the goals were scored uh, and then Real Vallecano went on to win 2-0. Um, <clears throat> I fancy Real Madrid here. There's not much more to say than that. I think they're a better team. They win this game at a bit. They're at 5-11 and they're away from home. Towards the end of the season when them and Barcelona are chasing the title, they'll be a lot shorter than that. 
in this game. So I think it's it's time to take advantage of some early season value, 5-11 to 11 for Real Madrid. So without further ado, I give you our second guest's first pick. Joey, what do you like in the banker area? All right. Glad to be back. And so for my banker, I'm going to take it to my spiritual homeland. And I don't think I'd properly be able to do that without bringing back one of my favorite segments from last season, the Zoom call karaoke. <laughs> and this week's um, offering is an homage to the Lady Lionesses, who if you have Patreon, you can see I'm wearing my... Uh, my Lady Lioness top, yeah. In honor of them winning the Euros this year, um, I figured we'd go with everyone's favorite band, Akka. And it's not gimme, gimme, gimme a goal after halftime. It's not scoring queen. It's lay all your goals on me. And it goes a little something like, don't go wasting all your goal attempts. Lay all your goals on me. Don't go sharing your possession. Lay all your goals on me. Good man. I was wondering if we were going to get the whole three minutes there, but it's just an abridged version. No, I I figured I'd keep it short and simple because got a lot to get to today. Um, But the first game that I really want to kick things off, and I, I thought no better way to do that than go for what I love, and that's goals. I love goals. Give me all the goals. And so we're in Turkey for Adana Demirspor hosting Umranyaspor. And I like over 2.5 goals. You can get that at 2-3. to three. And I think that's a great price for that. And yes, we're only three matches into the season, but we've got Adana Demirspor on six points, scoring eight goals, conceding six. And Umranyaspor have only managed one point but that one point was a 3-3 draw, the first match against Fenerbahce, at Fenerbahce. That's not a bad result. Unfortunately, it kind of went downhill after that, where they lost back-to-back 1-0. Um, but that's we'll blame that to um, playing at home and expecting to have a little bit more of that possession. Um, but I don't think it's a terrible price for Adana just to win straight up. But in this spot, I think we can bring a little more value with the over 2.5. And the reason for that is because so far this season, Odana have seen over 2.5 in six straight matches and 14 of their last 18, dating back to last season. And Umranyaspor have also seen over 2.5 in four of five this preseason and five of eight matches to start the season. And the important part here and the key part here for me is just the pure firepower of these teams. I mean, you've got Adana Demirspor that have scored three-plus goals themselves in three of their last six. And Umrania, they've, they're also able to kind of find the net with uh, three goals in four of their last seven matches. And that's including three goals away to Fenerbahce. Um, but the icing on the cake here for me is that these sides actually have a fair bit of historical data um, when they were battling it out in the second division in Turkey. And so in the 10 meetings, over 2.5 occurred in six of those 10. But the key there is in the five matches at Adana Demirspor, they saw not over 2.5, over 3.5 in four of those five meetings with both sides scoring two goals apiece in three of those five. Um, the way that Adana has been kind of attacking this season is attack. They're just going for it. And so I think this is definitely a spot where Umranyaspor might be able to catch them on the break and kind of help with that contribution to get to that over 2.5. But realistically, I like this as both teams to score an over 2.5. But I think 2-3 to three is a phenomenal price for over 2.5 itself with both of these teams more than capable of capitalizing on their opportunities. I think you're completely correct. And I also wanted to say that they have Artem Juba, Mario Balotelli, and Brett Assom Balonga, which is the most FIFA lineup of let's find free agents that they can up top. So, you know, three guys that could spy in goals just now. I think it's a great bet. Over 2.5 will land and we'll get that banker started off just right. 
That's the plan. So the banker travel of Nagoya Grampus, Real Madrid in over two and a half goals in Adana Demir Spore versus Umrania Spore works out at 2.86 to one, which is pretty good for a banker treble. Um, and I, I certainly like the look of that. On to the value picks for this weekend then, where we try and find something we think there's a, a little bit of value in. They tend to be around even money. Um, mine this week is is bang on even money and I'm staying in Japan uh, in the J1 League Saturday at 11am for what will be an absolutely cracking game and you'll be able to watch this you can stream it on Bet365 and stuff Um, it's tightening up at the top of the J League table this match is third place versus fourth Kawasaki Frontel versus the Kashima Antlers Um, the Kashima Antlers slightly ahead although Kawasaki have three games in hand over Kashima and are better placed to mount a serious challenge at the top of the table against the Yokohama F Marinos. Kawasaki, favourite of the show, favourite of mine. They've got a great record playing at home against the Antlers. They won the last four occurrences in a row. Interestingly, Joey, with all both teams to score. So they've won all four without keeping a clean sheet. Um, Form-wise, Kawasaki have the best of it at the moment. Nine points from the last five games. Whilst Kashima Antlers have only five points from the last five and a negative two goal difference across that period. So they've hit a bit of a dry spell. Uh, Kawasaki are starting to come into form. They're making a press for the top of the table. Now we're getting into the business end of the season. And I just think it's a really good spot for an informed Kawasaki team at home um, and you'll get them at even money getting Kawasaki at even money against anyone in the league at home should just be taken um, regardless of who it is uh, so I, I really like this spot so home win for Kawasaki Frontel um, bang on even money nice one okay well I'll take us to Italy for my pick here uh, this is in the Sierra A this is round three and it's Napoli away at Fiorentina uh, Napoli had backed again or had backed last week are on a bit of a tear so far. They're top of the league, uh, winning their first three games, uh, sorry, first two games on the spin, uh, scoring nine, conceding two, uh, taking six points. Fiorentina are not that far behind them. They've they've drawn one and won one. Uh, the win was against Cremonese, who they should be beating, and their draw was against Empoli at 0-0. So the two teams that they've, they've picked up results against, Cremonese were down to 10 men and managed to score against them to bring it back to two each. Uh, and then Fiorentina scored a 90th minute uh, winner in that game. So I'm not taking much from that. And a 0-0 draw with Empoli, um, where, you know, Empoli had much they had much less of the ball, but they generated the same amount of shots on goal from their overall goal attempts and that. So I, I don't think Fiorentina have got much in there. Napoli, on the other hand, full of firepower at this moment. That Georgian boy they've got up front is banging them in. And I think getting them at 8-7 to seven here is quite a big price. Uh, and, you know, I'd be expecting them to be later on in the season to that to have dipped below evens. That they'll be they'll be three to five uh, towards the end of the end of the year for this. So I like Napoli here. Um this game is on, I believe this is Saturday game. Oh, let me just double check that. So no, sorry, it is a it's a Sunday game. This is at nine uh, seven forty-five. So quite a lot of my games on a Sunday this week. Um so another late one, but Hopefully the, the other two value bets are in by then and we can we can be sweating it on that one. So um yeah, that's that's it for me in the value. Joey, what, what do you like in the value area? All right. So for my value pick this week, I'm gonna take us on a trip halfway across the world over to Andy's territory. And uh not quite Japan, but their neighbors. And I'm gonna be in Korea for Songnam hosting Suwon City, or not Suwon City, Suwon FC in the K League. And Suwon sits sixth place on 36 points, scoring 43 goals, conceding 44. While Songnam sit bottom of the league on 18 points through 27 matches, scoring 25 goals and conceding 53. And so with six games left before the relegation slash championship split, um, Songnam basically need a small miracle to have any chance of really doing anything with their season, at least for the regular season. Um, So they're pretty much... Uh, they're pretty much trapped in that relegation battle. Um, hopefully they'll be able to kind of scrap their way once everything kind of kicks into the next stage. But literally they need six teams ahead of them to lose all of their six matches while they win all six of their matches and also overcome a minus 28 goal difference. 
It sounds like Scotland so, qualifying for the World Cup. That's it. We just need to beat Holland 8-0 and hope England lose 4-0 to Liechtenstein and we're in. That's the kind of uh, the kind of maths that we end up doing. So, yeah, Joey, I, I like it. I, I like, the, uh, I like exactly. that you've, you've took that into consideration. So, so that's that's truthfully a big portion of this, and that's why I like Suwon or Suwon FC to win this match. And you can get that around two point three, and I think that's great value. Um, Suwon are in sixth place, and they're kind of literally right at that split. And the only reason why they're in the championship group right now, they're tied with Seoul. I don't know why I had so much trouble saying <laughs> that just now. But um, they're tied on points. But for whatever reason, I think it's head-to-head that they do in Korea. Um, so that they are they got the promotion. But basically, four of their last six remaining matches for Suwon come against teams in that top half or right and above it, kind of right around them. So this being the bottom team in the league, literally the worst team, um, this is easily one of their best chances, and this should be a must-win for them. Um, Suwon started the first half of the season a little bit slower, um, only picking up three wins and three draws in their first 15 matches. But since then, they've only lost twice in their last 12 matches, winning seven and drawing three of those. Um, while Songnam have doubled their season win totals, picking up two wins in the last five, they've still conceded over half of their season goal totals in their last 15 matches. And that gulf in points, it doesn't look so bad if you look at the five-game form, form table. Um, Songnam are only two points behind Suwon, but if you sort of back that up to the 10-game, that jumps to minus 11. Um, so it's, <laughs> I mean... Even a blind squirrel can find a nut. And hey, that's I tightened kind of what I'm last week, mate. Here, that's, so. that's fine. That's, that's, yeah. Exactly. And um, I just, it, looking at the historical data, there has been both, both teams to score in over 2.5 in four of those five, um, four of the last five meetings and over 3.5. So this could be a little bit more high scoring, but I think Suan should have the motivation and the ability and talent to capitalize on their chances and really take this advantage and kind of separate themselves from the pack. Good man. I like it. That's good. That, that first K league pick of the year. That's uh yeah, we haven't had a K league pick. Yeah. I generally, I generally get involved in that. So good man. A couple of, couple of Asian matches in there and then one from Italy. So it's wins for Kawasaki Frontale, Napoli and Suwon FC. The treble, if you fancy the value treble comes in at 8.88 to one. Not bad. Not bad Excellent. at all. Now on to the outsider treble. This will appeal to those of you that like big odds. Well, I say treble. It's not a treble. It's just three individual picks, but you can combine them for a treble. We almost got it last week. We got two out of three. So looking for more good outside picks. And mine is in Germany on Saturday at 1 p.m. UK time for Verl versus Zwickau. Um, Verl just been absolutely god-awful this season. Bottom of the league, okay, only played five matches, but they've also only got the one point, scoring twice but conceding seven times. Zwickau are in 12th spot. They have six points from five matches. Now, last season, Zwickau were comfortably mid-table whilst Verl narrowly escaped relegation by just one league place um, in three points. So, and the way their form's going this season, they don't look up to much at all. They do have home advantage. I fancy this game to be more of a, a 50-50 coin flip than Verl being out-and-out favourites, uh, which the bookies have them at. So the 9-4 to odds on Zwickau to win this game here is appealing to me um, as an outsider. So that's my outsider pick for this week. Zwickau away at Verl. Um, odds of 9-4. to Verl as favourites in that game. Or, that's, Isn't it mad? That's, that's, they're really, really, really bad. Yeah, they are. They, uh, they're, they're not good at all. So I, I like that pick in there, Andy. Um, so, yeah, I'll take you to my outsider. Uh, we had success with a draw here last week. Let's find more success in this. I'd also like to point out that I picked this game before I had a price for it and I nailed the price that it would be prior to that. So you it did. Was really? I, I've just, so I've just been tapping away to get the uh, the combined prices of all our picks. And when I saw that, it's what I wanted to tell. I was like, Brilliant. Gordon's nailed the exact price he thinks the draw will be. Yeah. Because he sent a screenshot when there were no prices up yet and was like, 
there's no prices, but I presume the draw will be around 21 to 10. Yeah. And it is. Nailed on. So that's it. So let me introduce you to Racing Santander. They've just been promoted from the Liga RFEF, which is uh, stands for something in Spain. And it's basically the third division. It's where they all play each other. And like, it's like the German leagues where they have like nine third divisions and they all play one cutthroat playoff to get into uh, the second Spanish second tier. Uh, Racing Santander were the, were the team that got up along with Andorra. Uh, who are just the club version of the, the international team. They've got quite a lot of Andorran nationals playing for them. Uh, so yeah, Racing Santander versus um, Oviedo in here, or Real Oviedo. Um, I like this game as a draw. Racing Santander have not started well. They've lost both their games 2-0, but they lost to Granada, who were just relegated out of the top division. That's fine, and I don't really have any problem with that. They lost to Villarreal B in here. It was 90 plus two and 90 plus six were the times they conceded in this game. And it was the first game of the season. So this game was all but a draw right until the right until the 90th minute. And it's been the same with um, Real Oviedo's games so far. Uh, they had a they had a 1-0 win against Leganish. That was scored after the 80th minute. And they lost 1-0 to Andorra, who'd just been promoted. They conceded 90 plus five in that game to lose 1-0. So there's not much between these teams in here. And I think this game is really heading towards a draw. Uh, they've played uh, a couple of times recently. So they, they played last year. Uh, I don't know if that was a friendly or in the cup. They played, they played a friendly last year. It was a nil-nil. Uh, they won, uh, Oviedo won one nil prior to that. In 2019, they played, it was one each. Um, the games are close and they trend close uh, in, in the kind of previous games that they've played here. If you look at um, Racing and Santander's home form in here, the preseason friendly that they played was a nil-nil draw. I think this game will be much the same. I'd be surprised if it's high scoring. And 21 to 10 is the odds you're going to get on that. Um, so yeah, I, I think this game's going to be a draw. Quite comfortable with it. Joey, where are you for your outsider? All right, for my outsider, I'm going to bring us back to Europe. And uh, for this one, we're going to be in Austria. And I like Tyrol, WSG Tyrol against Wolfsburger. And I like a Tyrol win. You can get that. I've seen it kind of fluctuating around at the books. My books have it kind of around 2.6, 2.7. But I've seen some books like Bet365 have it almost up to 2 to 1. And it's kind of trending in that way, at least according to the green arrows on Flash Score. <laughs> yeah, um, very professional green arrows on Flash Score. <laughs> so that's the extent of my line tracking. Yeah. But um, I just really like Tyrol here. More or less, I'm. I'm trying to fade Wolfsburger at every possible chance because so far through this season, um, we've got sixth place Tyrol on seven points, scoring eight goals and conceding eight through five matches. Whereas Wolfsburger, they're rounding out the league in last place, only picking up two points, scoring six goals, conceding 12. And so the key here is going to be the fact that Wolfsburger have to play Molda in the final stage of the Europa Conference League qualifying on Thursday, which you could argue could be where Wolfsburgers had their head basically Definitely. the entire season, Definitely. which you absolutely can't blame them with leagues like that because being able to make it to the group stage just means so much financially and it allows your team to actually grow and buy players. It's a novel concept. Um, <laughs> but really in the league, they it's it just has to come down to squad depth because they've lost all three of their matches following an ECL qualifier. And that's by an aggregate of nine goals conceded to three scored. And two of those losses also came at home. So it's not like it's they're just playing away from home and they're just struggling. I mean, they're just struggling in general. And so having won the first leg, no one at Molda, I'd imagine they're going to kind of make sure, shore up the defense, kind of park the bus, make sure they qualify or at least make it to extra time, which is kind of what I'm hoping for here. I think. One nil's a good score line. As long as where, possible. Yeah. Just get it. Well, exactly. get it going. That, yeah. That's definitely I'd be lying if I was saying that wasn't part of the handicapping. But I mean, with a one-nil scoreline, that's definitely, and especially the way that Wolfsburger kind of tried to set up in some of their matches, it could be a little cagey at first, but I mean ultimately Molda are just gonna be throwing the kitchen sink left and definitely. right. And they definitely have the firepower to test every bit of Wolfsburger's defense. Um, so that might make that trick a a little bit trickier, um, but focusing back on Tyrol here, since they were since they were promoted to the top division in 2019, Wolfsburger has only beaten them once 
in eight attempts, and they have not won a single match at Tyrol with three losses in those meetings. And so far this season, Tyrol have not been bad. They've picked up two wins and a draw in their first five matches, and they've only lost three times in their first nine matches this season. And so the biggest concern for me um, for Tyrol was how they'd handle life without their leading scorer from last season, Giacomo Vrioni. Um, yeah. He was. He went to. He, he went to Montreal. They took and him so to Montreal. They're in. He's in New England, actually. The oh, other uh, blue MLS team. Yeah. So I haven't seen him getting too many starts yet. They're kind of starting to bring him off the bench, but he was just absolutely sensational last season for Tyrol, and he was a massive reason why they kind of avoided that relegation spot because they were in the relegation group and then they ended up just going on a tear and getting into the actual conference league playoffs within Austria to potentially qualify for the Europa League. Um, and so the guy kind of picking up the slack there is Tim Pricka. Pricka? Um, and he scored five league goals in the first five matches, and he scored in five straight matches to start the season, including well, against Wolfsburg in a preseason match. Unfortunately, he blanked last time out, but we won't hold that against him. Um, but if we look closer at some of these results, it kind of puts a bow on this nicely because that one draw for T-Roll, they were actually up 2-0 going into the 90th minute. And then shit happens, and they got a red card and conceded two goals in stoppage time to Klagenfurt to draw 2-2. Whereas, that sounds like the kind of game, Andy. Andy, were you involved in that at all? No, <laughs> not involved. Not involved at all, thankfully. But it does sound like that. Yeah. Whereas Wolfsburger, they might have been perhaps a bit fortunate to get one of their two draws this season after trailing twice against Altok, and then they needed a tie Baribo goal in the 88th minute to rescue a point, point. and that was against literally the bottom place team last season. That was the worst team in the entire league last season. So I'd, I would hope that they've improved, but that, I mean, that's not great. That just really shows how much they're struggling to handle this excess game and all this, like, games every three days. It's, it's just really tough. So given Tyrol's frailties at the back, they haven't kept a clean sheet in any of their eight games this season. Um, I don't think it'll be a low-scoring match by any means, but given Tyrol's current form and combined with their historical form, combined with Wolfsburger's European ambitions, this is a really good spot for Tyrol to keep this momentum going. And I, yeah, I think that's a great price for that. I think we I just think need was... a win. Yeah. We just need a win and just under two to one. That's, that's all good. Sounds like a good outsider price. So if you fancy the outsider treble, 28.21 to one for Zvika in the Dritta Liga, the draw in Racing Santander versus Oviedo. And then a win for WSG Zvarovsky Tyrol against Wolfsburger AC. There you go. Give them their full Sunday names. Um, so so quite 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 a hefty outsider treble. I'll be having that as a Trixie this week, so I just need two out of three to come in, but it would be lovely to hit all three. They're the main picks from this week's podcast, but as always, we have one pick left each for the charity treble. So £10 of our own money going on the three picks we have now as a treble and all proceeds to a charity of our choosing. My game is on Sunday, so might be, uh, hopefully, I, I might be near the end and, you know, two picks might already be in. So the Scottish Premiership, Sunday at 3pm for Hearts versus St. Johnson and the home win for Heart of Midlothian is 4-7. to seven. It's still early days in the Scottish Premiership season, but Hearts are fourth with seven points from four matches. St. Johnson way back in 10th with only three points from their four games. Um, going back all the way to 2017, the teams have met at Tynecastle seven times and Hearts have won six of those meetings. So six out of seven, and you're getting four four to seven for them when they're much better this season as well. It's just that it's just good value, um, and, and I fully expect a home win for Hearts here. So four to seven for Hearts. 
47 for Hearts and uh, just to just to let listeners know we, we Rangers have just beaten PSV away from home there uh, 1-0 good for Scottish wow. football that good for Scottish football that they're into the Champions League that's final brilliant. stages so so well done good for them. the five team accumulator I had on tonight and that's the last leg in Lovely. well done well done what's that Thank 12 you. pounds 13 pounds was it just over? Um, I think it's like a fiver <laughs> into 100 not 100 good odd so, so, not, so not too bad I'll take take that for uh, you know um a Wednesday night's work. Good man. So I'll take us to France for, for the charity bet here. And um, I, I really like, well, it's League Two for me here. This is Valenciennes versus a uh, recently relegated Saint-Étienne. So you might have noticed in the uh, French League, Saint-Étienne got a six-point point deduction at the start of the season for crowd trouble. Like they, uh, they had, their fans were getting fighting the police and they ended up with uh, six points off. So there are minus one points. Uh, to, to start the season after their four games. But they got absolutely horsed last week by Le Havre at home. Uh, they got three men sent off in that game. So three of their strike, three of their players got sent off, um, two in the first half, and you know, Le Havre just ran right through them. They've been so, so bad. They were drawing with teams they shouldn't be drawing with. They've just not been very good. And yeah, it's it's La Havre running through them last week has made me pretty confident that quite a good Valenciennes team can can do some damage to them here. So Valenciennes have started their four games uh, by getting five points. A lot of nil nil draws in there, but um, San Etienne don't have the players that they actually require to win this game. They all got sent off last week in a rout. Um, so yeah. I- in this game, I, I, I think Valenciennes can, can, can go out and do the business here. They're eleven to they were they were larger price earlier on in the week. They're eleven to eight or seventeen to ten, depending on where you take them. So, just shows you the bookies kind of don't know what's going on with this game. Um, they've looked at San Etienne as a name, I think, some of the bookies, and went, "Oh, they they got relegated last season. They'll probably come up next year." But they haven't been very good. They get pumped last week. Let's hope they get pumped again this week. Valenciennes to win. Is it 17 to 10 here or 11 to 8 if you want that two goal payout cushion at 365? Um, so yeah, Joey, what have you got to round off the show? All right, so I'm going to round things off with one of the first fixtures I actually ever tipped on this show. And again, I'm going to take Antwerp to have success against rivals Ghent. Um, so with this fixture being played at Ghent, I understand it being pretty short, short odds on the home side, but. I think they've gone just a little bit too far, and I really love taking Antwerp to avoid defeat. So Antwerp on the double chance. You can get that around 1.8. This match is kicking off on Sunday, and Antwerp sit in second place on a perfect 12 points through four matches, scoring eight goals, conceding only two for the joint best effect, best defensive record of any team so far. Well, Gint sit four points behind them in seventh, scoring eight goals, conceding five. And both sides had a successful preseason, respectfully, but Ghent just haven't been quite able to get it going, having only won five times in their first 12 matches this season, whereas Antwerp haven't lost in 15 matches, dating back to the final match of last season. Interestingly, against champions Union Saint-Gilois, it was a 1-0 win that final match of the season. So that bodes well to bring things into the new season. And 12 of those 15 matches we're wins. Um, they actually had a seven-match win streak running up into this past match against Basaksha here, but that ended up as a draw, so that kind of ruined it. But they still haven't lost, so that kind of helps us. Um, both sides are participating in Europa qualifiers at the midweek, and Antwerp sit level in their tie, as I just explained, with Basaksha here. Um, however, Ghent have made a big, big mess for themselves, and they're going to have to travel to Cyprus tomorrow to try and turn around a 2-0 defeat, which was at their home, um, to Ammonia. Ammonia? Saying Ammonia just doesn't Yeah, they're, right. uh, they're currently managed by Neil Lennon, just to let you know. So they, they, really? they're currently managed okay. by uh, ex-Celtic Nibs manager uh, Neil Lennon, and they've got a whole bunch of guys that he just liked at Celtic playing for them, so... Uh, yeah, it's. But I think they, they do have probably have enough to turn that round. But but I, yeah, that's a fun 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 Scottish football segue for you. That that, that is a fun one. And so just like that uh, Wolfsburger tie, I think Ghent definitely have the firepower to at least give it a go and get one goal back. So this could also very well go into extra time. Um, 
but Antwerp, uh, ooh, do, 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 do. and realistically, the section here are the more difficult opponent versus Ammonia, but Antwerp also happened to be the best team of the four of those. So realistically, they certainly should be able to avoid avoid defeat. And historically, Antwerp has done very well against Ghent. Since getting, since getting promoted for the 2017-2018 season, they've won the last four meetings in all locations, and they've only lost once in the last 12 meetings, as well as winning four of the last six meetings at Ghent with their only loss away to Ghent coming all the way back in 2000 in the very first match played between these sides. So I just, at the end of the day, I just don't agree with the pricing. Um, I think if this was a lot closer to sort of like that 2.4, maybe 2.7, maybe a little bit closer to even on each side, then you might have a bit of an argument. But at 1.8, that's just way too much value. And I love throwing that in the charity to kind of try and boost that up a little bit. Fantastic. I, I, good man in here, Joey. I, I, I expected nothing less than a, a thorough research and some games involving goals and maybe a sing song. So you have you've you've brought brought delivered. I would expect delivered on all fronts. So that's the charity treble we have: Hearts, Valenciennes, and the double chance draw or Antwerp away at Ghent, and that comes in at five point seven one to one on bet365 just now so hopefully um just shy of 70 quid being donated to a charity next week if we can get them all um that's it that's the show uh we mentioned our patreon channel earlier thanks very much to david for joining up our newest member of the trampled bet club uh we'd love to have you all there it's five pound fifty a month search trampled bet on the patreon app or go to www.patreon.com forward slash trampled bet um, five pound fifty a month helps support the show, and you get some extra content. You get the middle section, you get special podcasts on the big golf events, and you also get the cheat sheet each week. That's all the picks written down, so you don't have to remember anything. And if oh, if you were to back all twelve picks, G Man Joey in an ACA this week is a, a mega twelve fold, seven thousand five hundred and one point oh. three six to one. There you go, seven and a half thousand to one. Now we're talking. Let's hit 12 out of 12. We also have a Facebook group, guys. Join us on Facebook. Um, just search Trample Bet Podcast. Totally free to join. Come and be a member of the community. Talk to us. Do you like the picks? Do you not like the picks? You spotted something else this weekend. Come and be a part of it and let us know. Gordo, thank you very much. Another good show in the bag. Joey, thank you for guesting this week. Great to have you back. And we'll hear from you next week. Yeah, definitely. It was great to be back. Hopefully we got some winners this weekend. Superb. Thank you to you all for listening. We shall see you next weekend. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trampled Bet Podcast is produced by Andy Vaughn, Gordon McLarnan, and Gary Black, part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.